were just joking that Joe, as a Browns fan, was like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, we'll lose a few, but we got the Bengals, and the Bengals don't look as, like, half-ass terrible today. Well, I was, I was telling Andrew, I was like, uh, to, today, you know, so Browns lost, what, 38 to 6? Six? 6. Um, that's about what I expected, you know? Uh, maybe a little worse. <laughs> maybe a little worse. As a Browns but, fan, you expect to lose. Well, it, so it's n- n- new co- – <laughs> New coaching staff, new players, uh, no preseason games. You know, you got to get working in a new system and new coaching. And you were talking about the Ravens, who, you know, is a Super Bowl contender this year. Um, so I expected us to lose pretty badly. But my hope is that we can come back and beat the, the Bengals and the Washington. Tell you what, uh, man, Bengals playing a lot more hard now they got Joe Burrow. For sure. Yeah, they're playing a lot and more it, hard. It looks like they, they played pretty well today. And we got to turn around in four days. We play on Thursday Night Football, Browns, Cincinnati. Is it and, at Cincinnati? Um, uh, that's a good question. Me, I don't think uh, it is because the Browns played at Baltimore. I think it would be at the Browns. It, it's it's at home. It's, it's in Cleveland. Yeah. So, But looking oh. at the schedule, I was thinking we would start 2-1 and one after a blowout to the Ravens. So Can I still we talk have that about hope. how absurd – are you guys watching Saturday Night Football right now? Like how no. absurd what's, the what's L.A. State I got – yeah. Good got Lord. It looks like the end of the movie, This is the End, where they come in to heaven finally, spoiler, and it's like all <laughs> crystal clear white with palm trees in the background and like just beautiful skies. I'm like, holy shit, this is heaven. This makes Jerry World look like trash. They are really hyping up that stadium. They fucked more about the new stadium than they did like the entire game. And between Carrie Underwood's opening song and then like the opening spiel from Al Michaels, it was all it was all stadium based. I'm ready for the Vegas Raiders stadium. Hopefully next year, that yeah. thing looks like a monster. And I what? and I'm a Falcons fan, and I love the, the new Georgia Dome, but. Holy shit, that thing looks like a giant Roomba on steroids. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it supposed to open this year and then it got delayed? I thought oh, I, heard, sure. I thought I had heard that was the I'm deal. sure they also were like, uh, let's not open this year because our team may not be good, but then they come out and win the first game against the Panthers 34-0. Yeah. I just wish that they were called the Las Vegas Oakland Raiders. Just to keep the <laughs> Oakland in there that, as part of the mascot. That Oakland in there, yeah. The Oakland Raiders as a mascot name is still better than the football team for Washington. Washington really, Football Club. Are they going to stay with that, though, or is that just like a temporary? Least, but it would not surprise me if next year they still had to do that because they still can't come up with a proper uh, mascot. I, st- I like I like Red Hawks. That's a pretty or red, good one. Or Red Wolves. Red yeah, Wolves. I saw, that was the other uh, one that was good. I, I like that they should go back to the Redskins, but instead of a Native American on the side, they put a potato. <laughs> that is the answer to everything. So that way they don't lose the colors. They don't lose the marketing and they just change over and you can, and, and, and you give out fans decal stickers of, of red potato skins so they can cover up their logos and stuff and just take care of themselves. Right? Like a patch on iron on patch. Yeah. You guys crafty you with me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, had, I had heard that Dan Snyder said today, like, Hey, if the, if the fans end up loving Washington football team, we'll just stick with it after this year. It's I heard him say, that, I mean, say that. Think about well, there's, soccer and like football crossover in Europe. Like that's not like that's not absurd to there, say. Oh, it's there's the football team. there's a minority in uh, Cleveland who wants the Indians to be the Cleveland baseball club. And just I don't, I don't hate it. it. I, I don't hate, hate it either. It. I say go like for it. It, there's worse names, so I don't hate it either. Yeah, it, it's kind of totally European. 
Joe, I wanted to ask you, since you were talking about the Browns a minute ago, what did yep. you think of that Kevin Stefanski hire when they did it? I liked it. Uh, you did? Okay. I'm still still a fan. Um, I'm going to give him a chance. Sure. I mean, I mean totally. you got Chubb, Hooper, OBJ, Landry. You got uh, – and you got Baker. Yeah, our, de- our defense decent- was – our defense was atrocious today. Like, oh, absolutely! Horrible. They look slow horrible. as shit trying to keep keep up with Lamar. Um, so. but I'm hoping that you know they still got to get the scheme going, and and you know, I still you know there's still time to get it together. But if our defense is as bad as it was, it doesn't matter. And also, you know, our offense is all on Baker. If Baker is more like 2019 and less like 2018, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many weapons you have. I mean, you can run it, Hunt and Hunt and Chubb all day. And actually, that would help if you had a good defense. But that's the weirdest sentence you've ever said. You can run, hunt, and chub all day. Yeah, I don't like that sentence. You can run, hunt, and chub. Where's your they, wait? Where's the parrot? What happened to the parrot? The, the uh, he he man said he is has missed to out go. on your parrot. He has to go night. This is the first podcast out of the three podcasts I run ever, and over a year and a half of doing podcasts, where we've had a parrot in the podcast. <laughs> you can't not have the parrot in the podcast, Joe. Okay. You can't well, rob me of back. this opportunity. He's back. It's not a video podcast, though, so I figured it wouldn't, <laughs> you, it wouldn't but be. But we uh, can hear him, and people can yeah. take the word of Schmipkins, the parrot Johnson, is in this podcast with Joe Johnson. His presence, whether visible or not, has an effect on the audio. All right, I brought the, a microphone closer to him, so hopefully we get some Look, we're going to get PETA this. endorsement now that Schmipkins the Parrot is on our podcast. This oh, is yeah. False Start with Andrew Van. We are talking NFL football, as weird as it is, in the back end, middle, or whatever you want to call it, term of COVID-19 in 2020. Football is back. College started yesterday and last week with a few games, and now the pros started today as we were discussing this during Sunday night football with the Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. We have Joe Johnson and Schmipkins on the mic today. And we also got Manis, the Giants fan, Clancy as well. I don't know about you guys, but I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Dude, I've been waiting all day for this day. So <laughs> something feels normal again, except for the fact that when they show the screens in the L.A. Stadium and the brand new L.A. Stadium, that like absurd amount of money spent, that they that L.A. is still such a shithole that they have such attendance restrictions that they, there's still no audience in the stadiums but, there. Plus, I just like, don't like their colors. The, blue the brighter and, blue? And the, yellow, the bright yellow. Uh, What's wrong yeah, with the brighter like blue? I don't like it. That, that's all. It's just personal preference. I just I think a lot of their design elements of the new stuff is pretty whack. I, I, I thought it, it could have worked, but I mean, I like the like sort of brighter colors that the Chargers broke out today, and I, I guess that's going to be their new thing going forward. But but that's what throws me off with LA work quite the same. Rams is like they seem like Chargers light, <laughs> like Bush light, but yeah. it's like oh, but it's like we're not the Chargers. But we're close enough. But also, like, why would you want to copy the scheme of the Chargers? Because Chargers are trash. I mean, they won their first game. Don't get me wrong, but they are trash. So, I think, they, I, I think they could be good. I actually really like Anthony Lynn. I think he's a pretty good coach. And uh, I think, like, if, if they can get Justin Herbert ready this year, it's going to make a big difference for them. Because it, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of the same situation that the Bills had a couple years ago. Like, the Bills are a really good team. Tyrod Taylor, unfortunately, is not that good of a quarterback. Why is Tyrod Taylor always the dude that comes in for half the season to get replaced just to, like, warm up the team? 
He did it with the Browns. He did it with the Bills. And now he's doing it with the Chargers. Why is Tyrod Taylor not getting his due? I think he's like, I think he's just one of those guys who's like got that resume, but like as a starter, you know, he's, if you look, go ahead, Joe. He's just the guy. And, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need just the guy. Yeah. And, and he can fill in. Uh, and if you have a good team, they can win. Yeah. And, and kudos to him, honestly. I don't know if you guys watched Hard Knocks at all this year, but. The dude like carries himself really well. He clearly works his ass off and is like a leader on this team, even though he knows that this dude is just waiting in the wings to take him over. And he, this is now the third time he's been in this exact position. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I and, think like he deserves and, a little bit of credit, but and yeah, also uh, when he was on the Browns, when he was on the Browns, game one against the Steelers, the outcome was not a loss. They tied the Steelers, which was the second best opening uh, game uh, for the Browns. In like a decade. Their, so they're, they're, they're 120 and one in opening games. Since coming, <laughs> oh, coming back. That, that, was that, like, is, that is why we need more Browns backers, ladies and gentlemen. Root for the worst team. So when they do go to the Super Bowl, you can say you were there. You were there. Exactly. Schmipkins, for those who can't see, is chewing on Joe's microphone, folks. This is amazing to watch. This is he four, four and a half, right? You're uh, he's three. Oh, he's three. I thought he was yeah. older than that. All right. Uh, three so and a half. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk NFL today. We may do these episodes probably uh, once a quarter, probably. Uh, if you guys are down, probably on like a Tuesday night after the Monday night recap. But I wanted to get this down on opening day because I'm just so excited that football is back. And um, yesterday, a couple of days ago, I did the website. It's called playoffpredictors.com. It's a pretty easy website where you click on each week who you think is going to win. It gives you a total of uh, all the wins and losses for each team. It gives you the breakdown of the conferences and the breakdown of each division. And then you get to do a playoff simulator based on your picks. And then it takes you down to the Super Bowl so you can pick your Super Bowl winner. Uh, I did mine. I know, Joe, you said you did yours. Yep. Did you do the whole I completed just mine. Week one? Wait, what's that? Week- you do just week one. I did. I did every week. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. It's you. I think you're going to be the judge and partial judge, so you can tell us who's stupid and who's not. So you can use any language you want. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I did not do the the playoff prediction. I will say I did. I fans. didn't do a thorough dive. It was just uh, here's here it is, and then I did some tweaks at the end. So uh, I don't think anyone who doesn't get paid professionally uh, to be an announcer should do a thorough job anyway. So that's fine. Uh, on, on, a, on a lot of note, before we begin to, to talk about that, how's everyone's fantasy teams doing? Right now, my, my team uh, with Joe Johnson's league, that's a two-quarterback league, which I hate, is not doing bad. <laughs> not love. doing well, but it's good enough because the guy I'm playing against is really bad right now and only scoring 98 points, and I'm projected to get 116. Yeah, and I'm um, winning and uh, projected to score second most points this week. League Taco is his name, and yet he's coming out swinging, folks, the commissioner of our league. <laughs> I think I still owe you the buy-in, by the way. I should yeah, yeah. get on that. In fact, uh, this is, uh, as a commissioner of a league, this is just a shout-out for everyone who's in a league who has not paid, pay your commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> and pay if you're in my league, pay, pay because job. there's only three of us who have paid. So, Oh, shit. You're yeah. a very nice commissioner then. Well, yeah, to, Everybody to fair, pay. Andrew, be, you got time. To be fair, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have a league until the day of the draft, so... Uh, yeah, it was last also, year. what fun yeah. names have you guys come up with? I know Joe just called you up for League Taco. Is that the only? Is that, is that the only fantasy um, you're doing? I have a dynasty league, and I'm Drax them sclounced. <laughs> All right, 
I, uh, I'm also in a, I'm in a bunch of leagues, uh, but my, my favorite league, uh, I, I had Todd Gurley for the longest time. I just traded him last year. Uh, and I was, uh, thank you based Todd, uh, for a long time. Nice. Uh, and, uh, now I've got Saquon on my team and I've become thank you based quads. <laughs> so, so that's me. Uh, I've got a couple, I, I think I named, I have Darrington Evans, that rookie running back from the Titans in one league. I named one team, uh, Darrington Abbey. I thought that was okay. Nice. And, uh, I'm always trying to come up with the next best thing. Nice. In my yeah. two quarterback league with Joe, my, wait, aren't you in the quarterback league too? No, I'm not. Uh, he was invited Joe, and he bailed. I, I may have talked Joe, you out of yeah. it by saying too much shit about it, but um, there's nothing against <laughs> Joe. I just don't like the two quarterbacks. Thing, but honestly, I, I was, I was, I was totally ready to play, but I am in like eight other leagues this year. I mean, I just couldn't commit to another. I mean, one. in Joe's defense, I mean, I wanted to wait. Did you say fucking eight leagues? I'm in like seven or eight leagues. Yeah. You that have was a fiance, kinda... don't you? Holy shit! Why? Are... Oh wait, we don't do an improv right now. That's probably a free time. Never mind. I will <laughs> say, like the first two, two or three is like commitment. But once you get like four, five, six, seven, eight, it's not a whole lot more. You kind of do your research, and it's. I just more imagine Manis with like three yeah. computer screens at his house, just like drooling around like the fat nerd guy from South Park, just kind of clicking away, trying to find <laughs> trades and waivers and stuff like that, constantly. Yeah. It's actually worse than that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, nice. I, it's like, it's not that bad. I, I I really enjoy playing. I will say I probably shouldn't have signed up for all the leagues that I did, uh, but I I'm big into dynasty leagues. That's my thing, and so it's easy to like join those all the time uh, because like you can kind of draft whenever you know you're going to be in it for the long haul, as opposed to like doing a redraft league and wanting to wait until the last possible minute. Uh, so like during the doldrums of quarantine, that was one of my uh, Poor, poorer habits that I picked up in that time was just signing up for league after league after league. And now I'm a little bit overextended, but I, uh, uh, if I remember correctly last year, when you and Lindsay were on for the fantasy football talk on the show, you'd mentioned that you are in a league with your college friends and your troops from then. And then you're also in a league. Is it, are you still in a league with your dad and his cohorts? Yeah, that's right. That league, yeah. uh, that league just drafted this week. Uh, I think I'm winning, uh, or maybe not. I, I'm losing in almost every league this week. <laughs> it's pretty you think rough. Man, like eight leagues, like you were like, I right, one of these leagues, I'm gonna fucking win. No, pretty rough start. I mean, a lot of leagues, I still have guys waiting to play on like Monday night or tonight. You didn't so, think your teams trade bait because if you're that bad, just become the person who just gives up people at the end. Be like, all right, just who wants some shit. So, <laughs> yeah. so man, so you're in eight leagues. Do you draft everyone different, or do you draft them all the same because? You know, do you have like a lot of similar teams? I you, I draft pretty different. Um, okay. in, a, in a couple different leagues, uh, I I wound up having the third overall rookie pick, and uh, it, it, I'd say in one league I traded it away. In another league, I went J.K. Dobbins, and then in the third league I went DeAndre Swift, for example. So like, sort of three different strategies for each league. I try not to like go too heavy on one particular strategy. Uh, sometimes I'll go, you know, if I'm drafting, I'll go the zero RB approach and get a ton of really high quality wide receivers. Sometimes I will go RB heavy, uh, which I think is actually the better move this year. Nice. I actually drafted uh, Swift in my dynasty league for my first round this year. Did you guys see that, that dropped catch he had at the end of that game today? I did not. That's not good. The, the lions like blew this huge lead to the bears today. Uh, but they could have won. 
except that DeAndre Swift dropped the game-winning touchdown in the end zone. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, he's on my bench this week, but I saw he had nine, 9.5. He did have a touchdown he earlier scores. in the game. I think okay. he looked pretty three, good. Three carries, eight yards. Three yeah. receptions. In my league uh, with Joe, I, I made a stupid mistake, and I think I put in my flex, I put carry on Johnson, thinking, oh, he'll get a couple of carries, right? Nope, he got like 1.98 points, I think, in the whole entire game. He so. is like still not healthy from last year, apparently. Like, he looked so good two years ago. Last year, he got hurt. And he has just not been able to bounce back. Yeah, I went wide receiver heavy in both my leagues, and my my one league I've been in for like ten years, I got the A minus grade. And right now I'm about to win because the dude stopped scoring. He has no more players. And I still have Derrick Henry in for tomorrow. And in Joe's league, like I went wide receiver heavy as well because I only got three running backs in the entire. And you got like a deep bench, Joe. You got like I think we have sixteen players all together. Yeah. Uh... Eight eight bench spots and then one two, three. eight starting and plus kicker and defense, which we need to get rid of. But I didn't this year. It's all good. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So my my team name in Joe's league because it's two quarterback and I got Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, who I think the cumulative ages is uh, seventy nine. I call them grumpy old men. And then my other <laughs> one, I got Alvin Kamara in the sixth spot, so I call it Alvin in the shit show. So. That's pretty good. That's We're doing all right good. so far. Doing all right. Alvin, Alvin Kamara balled out today. Didn't he have two touchdowns? Yeah. So yeah. I always and I was hoping so because you know the thing was like, oh, do I pick him or not? Because he's in a contract dispute. But I was like, look, my man's gonna show up. You know, because I, I knew this. Alvin Kamara, when he got signed to the Saints, got asked, what did he do with his first paycheck? And he said, quote. I put that motherfucker in the bank account, and then I got some wings. <laughs> so I was like, my man, he may be in a contract dispute, but he's no fool. He will get it done. He's got mouths to feed. He's going to take care of it. So and I then he signed. He, he signed the new contract yesterday. It paid off immediately. There you go. He knows what Plus, he's doing. He, his year last year was kind of rough, but they said he was playing with like a hernia or something last year or some kind of groin injury maybe most of last year. And uh, he's fully healthy this year, and it, it really it showed on the field. Uh, yeah, I think him and Murray will do more splits, will be which would be healthy for him, obviously, and kind of get down through the stretch there. So uh, we are talking NFL Week One. There's still two and a half games to go. The first quarter of the Cowboys and Rams just ended, as we are still waiting Monday Night Football. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about Week One. Uh, pre-predictions, Joe Johnson and I, and then we'll get Mace's uh, input as well as we were talking. And then uh, talking about also, I'm going to call Joe out right now with Manus to witness, and Manus will be treated. Joe Johnson and I have an ongoing gag where we keep doing stake bets with one another. So we find the most pitiful bet to make with one another. And, Joe, what was the thing that I lost a recent bet that I owe you a stake this uh, week? Lakers, uh, Lakers. Lakers, Portland. Uh, I said, I you said, said that, that they, the Lakers, the, uh, the, the, the Trailblazers would win at least two games. Yep. and at least and two it, games. It looked like your bet was good they after won. that first they game. They had it. I felt good. It was, I, I said that before game one, and then LeBron said, fuck this. It wasn't until about game three where I was like, you know what? I might win this bet. Yeah. <laughs> so I owe you a bet. These, these traditions go way back. Joe, I'm challenging you again with Manis and Witness, and if and if uh, and if if, if uh, comes down to this, Manis will also be uh, treated as the witness. We'll be in a mistake too, depending on if it's you or me buying. But I'll say, Joe, with the predictor, playoffpredictor.com, I am 
betting that I get a better season prediction, and we're going to keep track week to week. You and me will keep each other on uh, honor system. I will have more better predictions by the end of the the regular season than you. It's on, and I uh, did see a sneak of your um, predictions. They're bad. I saw, I oh, saw yeah, seven where, right I now. saw the the wins for the Browns, so I feel pretty confident in uh, in this. Yeah, bet. I I'm so overconfident. We'll get to that in a second. I uh, I'm going to save my frustration there. So, week one Thursday night football, we had the Texans at the Chiefs. I don't think it was a surprise at all between anyone that the Chiefs come out swinging and took yep. him down. Uh, was it 27 to 17? Something like that. Pretty cool. No, it was like more than that, but it was not surprising either way. I think Deshaun looked a little sluggish yeah. early and on. I, I, had, I had Chiefs in this game as well, but uh, I think I, I probably – I think I did this after that game, so that's cheating. But I, I don't think anyone oh, would have picked thought, Texans. If you thought the Texans yeah. was, were going to win right. at Arrowhead – Hey, it's, it's week one. Anything can happen. And you've seen the NFL. Like, there's weird games where the Super Bowl champion will lose to, you know, bottom scrub team. Yeah, anything it'll, can it'll happen. happen once. But the Texans we, we have did just no see. offense. We did just see the 49ers lose to the Cardinals today, and they were yeah. the other half of that Super Bowl last year. Yeah, that was pretty – That was that. I think that was maybe the biggest surprise of week one. But uh, I think you guys were right on picking the Chiefs in that game. That's who I would have picked too. And uh, I, I actually thought the Texans looked pretty good coming out, scoring first, keeping the Chiefs on the end, out of the end zone on their first drive. But uh, really, honestly, the game changer was uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. When they could really pound the rock like – uh, again and again, like, uh, and they had, and the Texans defense really had to respect that. Like the game was kind of over for them. I was, it was like a new dimension of that offense was just crazy because they already seemed so unstoppable most of the time. Was also really happy to see David Johnson do well on Houston. Oh yeah, I, I own that him. That was in, great in one of my leagues. Here's yeah. what it means when you let the Chiefs, uh, when, when when someone scores against the Chiefs first, nothing. Let's remember that in the playoffs, first round. Texans were up 24-0, and they still got stomped by the Chiefs like 56 to like 28 or something. So that's why I love that meme where it's like – it's I think it's Patrick Mahomes putting his hand up to Travis Kelsey, and it's just – and the caption's like, look, 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 hear me out, hear me out. We let them get up by 24, and then we start playing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Patrick Mahomes is still a freak. He still got the most loaded team, having like 28 returning starters for the Chiefs, and they'll enjoy it. Their dynasty, whatever they want to call it, the pre-dynasty, since most of them returning, and they still have the budget to to secure it for now. So, all right. So, obviously, Houston Texans there. Uh, let's see the next game: Jets, Buffalo. I picked Buffalo. Yeah, I got Buffalo. Jets are just awful, right? Le'Veon Bell like made a mistake going to the to, to the Jets. They got no protection. Sam Darnold. He's got no one to throw. He's Robbie Anderson left. He's in Carolina now. I mean, what, how would you not predict Josh Allen? Josh Allen is somehow still underrated, but he's like the fifth best quarterback of the weekend. Josh Allen, I will say, did a lot to lose this game, but the Jets are just that bad. Josh I mean, Allen's a wild card throwing that shit around everywhere because he's got a big arm, but he's a much better version of Jay Cutler. Yeah. That, that's that's a that's a not not too bad comparison. I saw a couple wild fumbles from him today, but like uh, the bills are the bills are too good around him for it to cost them too much you know? yeah i took uh josh allen as my qb1 in my two quarterback league and also have the jets uh at a generous two and 14 this year for my uh <laughs> season 
predictions? Man, they they needed to fire Adam Gase after last year. That was a mistake holding on to him, I think. And I, I think I think two and fourteen is could be pretty spot on for them. They looked bad today. All right. We're uh, hyping up Rashad Perriman uh, as a late round fantasy option. I don't, I don't think I even saw him get a catch. Uh, another standout thing from this game was Zach Moss. I thought uh, uh, he was kind of a sleeper as a rookie in a lot of leagues I was in. Like guys like AJ Dillon were going ahead of him. Uh, I didn't really like that. I thought Zach Moss was the guy to get, and he scored a touchdown today. I think he maybe out snapped Devin Singletary for a good portion of the game. Which is fine with me. Devil Singletary is uh, – he's my other running back I have in Joe's 2QB league, so oh, no. I can use any help there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I did pitiful as far as running back goes in that league. All right, next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts, now led by Phillip Rivers and the Messiah himself, Gardner Minshew, throwing three touchdowns, 19 for 20, leading the Jaguars to 1-0 in Jacksonville. I'm not surprised. Phillip Rivers is still Phillip Rivers. He was one of two, I think, as far as touchdown ratio interceptions. So He choked, though. Those picks came, like, late in the fourth quarter. That's his M.O. Comeback. I mean, the Colts, They, I, I, I was looking at the stats today. They had 400 yards of offense, and they did not punt the entire game, and they still lost because of those – crucial interceptions late in the game it's brutal judge you get yeah so i actually picked the upset jaguars to win uh minshew mania this year get ready uh (laughs) i got minshew as my qb2 in in the two quarterback league and you went for like the wild card quarterbacks you went for the guys who will be boom or bust is their definition there yeah, and today they much. went boom for you because they, yeah, they definitely scored. Like, I think Garner got three touchdowns. I think, didn't Allen get two on the air and then one on the ground? I think he did, actually. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing that really sets them apart. Like, you see these players who are great fantasy options and so so real life options because of one key thing. And that's what Josh Allen is because of those rushing touchdowns. It's pretty crucial, you know? All right. New England's debut of Cam Newton. No one surprised Cam Newton is the starter. People thought, oh, maybe Jared Stidham will be uh, outplaying him. But every early camp uh, report of Jared Stidham was just basically like, he sucks. He's throwing four picks to our defense. That doesn't mean our defense is good. It just means that Jared Stidham just really sucks. Uh, We'll go with Cam. So Cam Newton, first time in a Patriots uniform, gets the W. But to be fair, they played the Dolphins. Anyone concerned there? No. And is anybody really surprised that, like, Belichick immediately figured out how to use Cam Newton? Like, the dude looked revitalized today, you know, running as much as he did. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. And the thing is, is like this. Belichick's like, oh, hey, you know that playbook we've been using for the past 22 years? Just throw that out. Uh, We got Cam Newton. We're going to let him run. Let him throw as little as possible – under pressure and uh hey where's julian hey julian you're not gonna catch as much is that cool all right good we're done because here's cam's average 15 of 19 155 yards two touchdowns on the ground though Mm -hmm. so a different style for you know uh new england for sure because i don't think i think all of last year they had maybe what zero quarterback runs 
Oh, but weirdly enough, we'll get to it later. Tom Brady got a running touchdown today for the Bucks. So that's true. Yeah, they both their first touchdowns for the new teams were rushing touchdowns. It was kind of funny to see. Uh, and- I was, you know, I thought there was an outside chance the Dolphins could show some life today, just because they put so much money into that defense this year. But it just. Straight up did not happen. Plus a lot of opt- opt-outs for the Patriots. But, yeah, I did pick Patriots in this one. And also in my Dynasty League, I bought low on Kim. He didn't have a team. I traded uh, a 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 third-round pick for Cam Newton and Cole Beasley. Wow. So I, I like that trade for me. That's a great – yeah, that's a pretty great trade for you. I think anybody – a lot of people that I was doing startups with this year managed to get Cam Newton in, like, the last three, four rounds of the startup draft. And that's looking like the best move of the offseason uh, or the best move of a startup draft right now, you know, uh, as long as he can stay healthy and everything. But the Help. question is, how, you know, if he does great this year, you know, they're going to keep stay with him. Yeah. But, you know, how many years has he got left? I don't know. It's interesting. He's still to see. a young guy. He's only, what, 32? So I guess it's young for a quarterback. I, you know, I don't know. 30, <laughs> he got Brady playing a 42 and Breeze playing a 41 and like Aaron Rodgers playing a 38. I think he's got some time. But again, like, my, my question would not be his health as far as physically, but my, how, is, how is his mental health is my question. Because right? he sat out all of last year because the Panthers said he's just, he's just not right. He just, he's not ready. He looked pretty, uh, he looked pretty uh, jazzed to be out on the field today. I mean, he looked like the old Cam Newton, you know. Also, one out. game is one game, so let's not get too high. But I think, right. uh, but I think he'll Dolphins. be good this year. Let's call yeah. it, I know it's a, it's a conference win. And, and it's a division Belichick win. will – Belichick will bring out the best, so I have high expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, we already ragged a little bit earlier. Cleveland at Baltimore. As a Browns backer, a lifetime member born in Cleveland. No, so you were born in Ohio, not in Cleveland. Joe, you're not concerned with the Browns. Um, I expected the Browns, Browns to get blown out today, and they did. And I, as long as we can take care of business in Cincinnati and Washington and start 2-1, and one, then I will. I won't panic until until it's not that. Do does OBJ stay in Cleveland all year long? Mm. I I want to say yes. I'm gonna be optimistic. But if we start out, if we do terrible, I could see him get traded, get flipped. This feels but, like um, another stake bet happening. Oh. <laughs> I, like I, I can't say I can't say I'm that enthused, but I, I would go if I had to bet today. I would go OBJ stays with the Browns the entire year. We have seven weeks to decide on this. All right. Well, uh, well, we won't answer that question. Maybe by next episode, after four weeks, we'll we'll answer that there. Uh, man, is your take on Baltimore? Is Baltimore the the front runner? They looked great. I mean, yeah, uh, I was surprised to see how quickly they got J.K. Dobbins involved and, like, how immediate his impact was. Uh, Their defense, I think, will be even better than last year. They drafted Patrick Queen in the first round, and I think that was a great pick for them. I I mean, I really like that team this year. I mean, even when, like, there was a play early in the first quarter where Lamar had a long run, and he did the, you know, stupid Reggie Bush thing of trying to lateral, like, just out of nowhere to one of his guys. But – they're a team right now where they're so hot that that works for them. Like Mark Ingram yeah. recovered the ball for an extra few yards. You know, it, it just seems like that's sort of the situation that they're in this year and they're going to be really good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would pick them. Pick. What's that? 
Yeah, so you make a good point that Dobbins is a good pick. I mean, considering that Mark Ingram, 10 carries for 229 yards, 2.9 average, zero touchdowns. But Dobbins is the goal line guy, seven carries, 22 yards, but two TDs on the ground. Yeah, I mean, people, that's the best fantasy situation for running backs right now is the Baltimore Ravens. It's so easy. I mean, I don't want to say it's easy to succeed in that system, but they make it a point to get success from their running backs. in that, in that system. And uh, uh, speaking to the Browns, I think I like Joe's take. I do think they have a chance to bounce back in a big way against the Bengals right next week, because watching that Bengals chargers game today, their offensive line looked bad. And I think uh, the defense could really rebound and tee off against Joe Burrow a few times. It's going to be interesting. Only four days off uh, Thursday night, uh, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know who else is, but it's got to be a, a Browns victory at home. Um, it's when I think they'll get everything together. And if, if not, then it'll be another dark, dark season for Do Cleveland. you worry at that point if you start the season 0-2 with a brand-new offensive coach with a brand-new tight end, OBJ, and Landry and Chubb in the backfield? Do you, yeah, do you yeah. Worry? Completely. If you can't beat Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals – then I, I guess if Burrow's legit and doing good, but I, I just looking at the Browns' schedule, like it's going to be tough to do well. If you, where's the wins coming from? All so right. yeah, I will, I will be very uh, scared if Spe- if they don't beat Cincinnati. Speaking of the Bengals, uh, managed to touch on earlier the Chargers and the Bengals. Bengals look revived. They look like they're they're capable of doing things, but they're playing the Chargers, who are. I don't know what their identity is. You tell me. I like Anthony Lynn, like I said, as a head coach a lot. Uh, The Derwin James injury is a killer for them, but their defense is still really good, even without him. Like, they they lost arguably their best player or second best player for the entire year, and their defense is still just as strong. It's just that – you can really – in this league, you can really only go as far as your quarterback takes you, and Tyrod can't carry anybody that far on his own um I, I think they can get better than what they showed today but they'll need to get herbert ready and i i hope he's ready by the back half of the season uh and i hope it's a situation that's good for him too i want to see him thrive as well because i think he's got the talent for it my first five predictions are correct with the chiefs the bills the jags the pats the ravens but then i fall when i pick the bengals here so that's my first loss there. Next game I have on the playoff predictor is tomorrow night. It's going to be Tennessee at Denver. I got Tennessee. Joe, who you got? Uh, Tennessee. Okay. Any particular reason you got Tennessee? Um, hmm. I, I think I just kind of picked this one, but um, I don't know. Tannehill, <laughs> very, very you know, <laughs> Tannehill's going to, uh, you know, perform well. Um, you know, I got him rated higher than Locke. Uh, just think, gut feel. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think Tennessee is the better team. I mean, in the last week of practices, uh, Tennessee added Jadavion Clowney and the Broncos lost Von Miller for the season probably. So uh, you add that to uh, – I think Cortland Sutton's also out. So Denver's looking at starting two rookie-wide receivers against a pretty tough defense. 
and uh, Drew Locke is still unproven in my book, I think. Uh, did you, did you read that. the Sutton is out? Because I have him starting in one of my leagues and I need to bench him. <laughs> he, it, says question, he, says questionable. He, it says questionable, but reading into it a little bit, it looks like it's a true toss-up. Like, it says it's not tr- truly questionable for Monday's game. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, game I time would, decision. I, I took him out in one of my leagues. I don't feel good about him playing tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I think wish I would have started league, Marlon Mack I actually in had, my flex. I had Sutton and I have Judy, so I just put in Judy instead, luckily. Um, Marlon Mack also got hurt today, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I think he did. I think he um, tore his Achilles. But that was going to be the other, yeah. Torn Achilles feared. That's not good. Yeah. Um, That's bad. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor owners are into it, but uh, also – it, it's still not a clear situation for the Colts right now because of how Naheem Hines played today and how Phillip Rivers likes to use running backs like Naheem Hines. You know, he could be end up being the guy to own at least this year in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, but going back to Tennessee, Denver, I just I don't think we've seen enough of Drew Locke. And yeah, like you, I think you made a good point that if they start two rookie wide receivers, uh, that may not be enough. And you only got a one year veteran as far as Noah Fant as a tight end. So you have only that. Oh, and there's only uh, Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. So, and Denver's even getting kind of old. I mean, you got Von Miller still there, but not Out a lot for of- the year though. He's hurt. He tore, oh. he tore his Achilles this year, this week, I think this week. Well, then Tennessee is definitely taking the win. The only advantage Denver has, it sounds like is the high altitude. I don't know how you acute that in points. <laughs> But the high altitude may keep Tennessee down. Next game, uh, another bad pick here on me. I picked Carolina over the Las Vegas Raiders. That is fucking weird to say. But I picked them, even though it was a closed game, 34-30, Las Vegas in Carolina. uh, Bad pick there on me. Joe, who'd you have? I had the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Any particular reason? I got got Panthers at 3-13 this year, so – Wow. Sorry, Pan- Sorry, Panthers fans. Holy shit. We'll get to the season rankings in a little bit, yeah. but that is – that's a slap in the face. Yeah. No I just, faith in Teddy? N- uh, no. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, even, even though I have him as my third QB in our two-quarterback league. So, I'm, I'm rooting for him. i just not feeling Carolina this year. I think I think Teddy Bridgewater is a much more stable quarterback. He's a smart player. I think he's not going to – he's a field general. He's not going to make those mistakes that you would see, like, Cam kind of throwing it around. Caffrey's still the best running back in the league, and they got new weapons like Robbie Anderson. They used him pretty well. I think he got two touchdowns today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's just a fluke that they lost to the Raiders. Raiders are just kind of a, a wild card. I mean, they're either really good on page or Derek, David Carr is a bust and people just hate on him and all that. Uh, I like Gruden, but, I mean, you know, I, I, I just – I had more faith in Carolina, I think, this year than I do the Raiders. So, uh, man, it's your take on the Raiders and Panthers game. Yeah, I think uh... – you know, keeping an eye on it, I was mostly watching Red Zone today, but this game looked like the best game uh, of the weekend so far. Uh, the lead was going back and forth a lot, uh, and it, it came down to the last minute, really, last few minutes that uh, the Raiders were able to finally seal it off. Josh Jacobs looked like a beast. Uh, a little disappointed that we didn't see more uh, Brian Edwards, but Henry Ruggs looked really good too. And uh, the Panthers equated themselves pretty good, you know, best uh you know maybe the best performance from a rookie head coach this week that we'll see uh you know unless joe judge really shows me something tomorrow night which i hope he does uh 
I think, uh, but I, I, I agree with Joe. I do think the Panthers aren't going to be very good this year. I don't think the Raiders are going to really blow anybody's doors off, but if I had had to pick this ahead of time, I probably would have given the edge to the Raiders as well, just because of the coaching experience thing. But this is the best game of the week so far, I think. And uh, both teams looked better than I think I gave them credit for heading into the season. I this is an o- this was an old school football game from what I saw in highlights because, I mean, you got three touchdowns, 96 yards by Josh Jacobs, and you got two touchdowns for Caffrey on the ground. Only like 250 yards from each quarterback, one touchdown, no interceptions each. So it was a very safe game. But at the end of the day, like I said, the, the Raiders take it there. Next game, uh, don't be offended, man. I picked Pittsburgh over New York. Joe, who do you have? I got Pittsburgh. Ooh, man, it's defend the Giants. I think that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's totally fair. I mean, you, you, it's really hard to ever pick a rookie head coach to win in their first week. Uh, especially with all the circumstances uh, going on right now. I, I wouldn't, I don't, if anybody, you know, picks against the Bengals or against the Giants for having a rookie quarterback or having a rookie head coach, I think that's totally justified this year. Um, plus, you know, you got to keep in mind, Ben Roethlisberger sat out all last year. It probably means in my mind, he's going to play this entire year and like play really well. The Giants are, have such a terrible secondary. I mean, they added Logan Ryan late in the offseason, but they also lost Xavier McKinney, the rookie safety out of Alabama. And James Bradbury is our number one quarterback, cornerback. We uh, gave him a lot of money this offseason, but I think he's really not like a top-tier cornerback one, you know. And, you know, I think our offense has some potential this year, but I think our defense is going to have a really hard time. And uh, I think we're looking at a bounce back year for the Steelers. Pittsburgh uh, is the 60, 60% favor from ESPN polls. And they are the six point favor when it comes to Vegas. So that, uh, that, that, but I think the points you make uh, hopefully show some spirit from the Giants at some point this year, because that division of the NFC East is anyone's division to win. I think that's just what it is every year. I mean, you can get away and skate by with a 9-7 and seven record and still win the division, as it, it, that's happened in the past three years, if I'm not mistaken. So, no sweat yeah, there on the Giants. I think the Cowboys uh, are going to be a better team this year than they were last year, and I think they're going to lock up the division. I think, you know, even though, the, the, even though Washington won today, uh, I don't see them keeping that up uh, long-term. And it seems like every year – the Eagle every year, the Eagles get farther away from that Super Bowl loss. The more it looks like a fluke, you know, mm. like the more Doug Peterson stops looking like a genius head coach, the more Carson Wentz stops looking like an MVP yeah. uh, with time. Um, you know, I, I could be wrong. They could bounce back after this week, but that, that's my prediction for the NFC East. And I mean, they let go of a 17 0 lead and got shut out 27 0 in the second half. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. So That's pretty brutal. So, uh, next game, I have the Seahawks uh, over the Falcons. Uh, I'm a little biased. I'm a Falcons fan, but I did pick the Seahawks because I'm not stupid. Uh, Seahawks, I, I am look. stupid. I picked the Falcons for this oh, one. I'm sorry. I don't know why you would do that. I know I, they're at I, home. Um, I have Falcons at 3-13. and 13. I was trying to figure out where to get wins, and I was like, week one, anything can happen. Yeah, so Falcons are Falcons. bad this year. They're going to be bad, even though they I follow their Facebook page and they try to act like they're not going to be, but 
They're going to be bad. I mean, they got Todd Gurley. He didn't really do very much today. There was not really much of a rushing tag by either team today. I mean, look at there. The top rusher for Seattle was Russell Wilson for 29 yards. Carlos Hyde had only 23 yards, but one touchdown. So not terrible, I guess. But Todd Gurley, 14 carries, 56 yards, four yards average, one touchdown. So that's pretty average compared to what Gurley was hopefully going to resurrect the Falcons running uh, game. But that being said, the Dan Quinn second legion of boom has not happened yet because Dan Quinn's defense is god-awful on the Falcons. Russell Wilson threw 31 of 35, 322 yards, and four touchdowns, no interceptions. That secondary is atrocious. So, Yeah, and uh, they're, they're not just a bad secondary. I think Russell Wilson is set up to have maybe his best year ever. Uh, this year I think the pieces are falling into place for that to happen and uh, I think he was the runner-up in MVP voting last year I think Uh, I think you know it took a pretty miraculous year from from Lamar to take it away from Russell Wilson I think he's in a good position to take it home this year and the Seahawks are one of my favorite teams out of the uh, NFC this year they just have such a really well damn balanced team. It's ridiculous. Like even though the running game is not the strong suit right now, that's not what they rely. They rely on the fact that they can throw it in the flat because Chris Carson has friggin' two touchdowns uh, through the year. So if you're a fantasy point scorer and you haven't picked up Carson, you need to do so now. Uh, DK Metcalf is a beast at six three and like two hundred and thirty pounds pure muscle in his second year. Mm-hmm. I don't have a doubt he's going to be a thousand yard receiver and then. You know, Tyler Lockett finally is kind of staying healthy. So, they got a pretty – and then you got Greg Olson, the senior (laughs) veteran there, coming in. So, it's like they got shit all across the board. He looked so old in that Seahawks uniform. It was crazy. But he scored that touchdown late in the game, I think. Uh, And it was pretty impressive. And speaking of Chris Carson, he's a guy who I think, if he plays a full schedule this year, is like a legit uh, top ten running back in this league for sure. Uh, especially if he can catch the ball, which has been a big problem for him in the past. But he looked pretty smooth doing it today. Uh, so I, th- I just think that's another reason the Seahawks are looking pretty like contenders this year. It means like I can't I can't root for my Falcons because they're doing the same scheme they've been doing ever since they lost Kyle Shanahan to San Francisco years ago. Where on top of that, you still got Matt Ryan throwing 450 yards and a two-one ratio touchdown-interception ratio because they're playing catch-up all the time and they can't win that way because Maddie I want to say Maddie Ice is no longer Maddie Ice it's it's most of my brother calls is Matt Tryon that's what it is that is it is Matt Tryon now and Maddie Ice is over ever since the Super Bowl loss 28-3 deficit I mean I think it's just been going backwards since then so next game we got Philly Washington I think I already grabbed it on enough how Philly just gave up a 17-0 lead to Washington. Unfortunately, I was dumb on that one. Picked Philly because I thought, I thought for sure bet, I thought the Washington football team was pure trash. I actually only had them, and I'll get this later. Two and four genes the entire season. Maybe I still have a chance. Maybe they only win one more game for all we know in the next couple of weeks. But I thought they were pure trash. But Dwayne Haskins a bunch proved me wrong and come back 27-0 in the second half and just roar back in. So. Jeff. I also had Philly for this. All game. right, good. I feel good now. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty may, maybe one of the bigger upsets uh, this week. Maybe second only to the Cardinals over the Forty ers Um 
I thought uh, it sounded like the team was really fired up uh, at halftime by Dwayne Haskins and Ron Rivera. You know, Ron Rivera obviously dealing with the cancer diagnosis this year. They're in a tough spot, but the team really responded to that, it seems like. And, you know, they got some players, I think, uh, as kind of like second rate as that offense is. You know, Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan is already one of the better pass rush combinations in the NFC East for sure. And, uh, you know, they got some players in their secondary too. So, uh, and, and Montez Sweat too. He's another great pass rusher for them. They got a really solid pass rush rotation and they got to Carson Wentz a few times. He turned the ball over and that, that made a huge difference for them. Let's talk about the game that I don't care about. But we still have to mention. So next up I had the Chicago Bears in Detroit. I picked Detroit because – and the only reason I picked Detroit – is because I thought Trubisky was done. Uh, I thought he was a he was a bust at this point, and they played at Detroit. But what do I know? As Trubisky throws three touchdowns, no interceptions, and uh, the Bears come out on top and four field uh, uh, for Ford Field for twenty seven twenty three. Yeah, I was under the assumption that the Bears are trash, and. Um, <laughs> Also pick the Lions. I mean, the the Bears looked uh, pretty trash for most of the game, and then they just managed to come back because the Lions are one of those teams that shoots themselves in the foot all the time. Did you guys see that Jamie Collins ejection at the beginning of the game? Oh, because, yeah, he ran into a referee. Yeah. Uh, did you actually watch it? I saw the highlight. I was a little confused. It was so – I mean, you like, the rules are very clear. You can't touch a referee – yeah. In any situation, let alone with the crown of your helmet. But they made it sound like he like speared a referee when we saw like the ESPN notification or whatever. And then you look at it and he kind of like gently grazed uh, uh, the referee like a giraffe or something playing with a little kid. What was more vicious, Jamie Collins uh, spearing a referee or uh, Djokovic slaughtering a woman in the throat with a tennis ball? What was more vicious? Yeah. The Djokovic thing, for sure. Like, a hundredfold. I could watch the slow-mo of his facial reaction as it's happening over and over and over again for the rest of my life. Yeah, that was wild. But uh, the play of the day from that Bears game was that Anthony Miller touchdown. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was a pretty incredible diving touchdown to take the lead for the Bears. Anthony Miller, one of those guys that fantasy nerds have been hyped on for a few years, but he hasn't really turned it into anything. But now he seems to be maybe turning into a little bit of a player, and that could be a big addition to the Bears' offense. I I, I agree with Joe. I do think I think both these teams are pretty bad, but uh, you know it was a big win for the Bears regardless. Let's stick to the uh, NFC North for a second. The Packers at the Vikings. Uh, I think Manny said earlier that. Aaron Rodgers is playing with a major chip in his shoulder after the franchise drafted Jordan Love in the first round this year's draft. Rodgers said, all right, that's cool. Fuck you guys. I'm still slinging out here. Where's my state state farm check? And slings four touchdowns uh, for 364 yards, 32 out of 44, and sacked zero times. That, that to me is not an aging quarterback. That is someone that says – F you, I'm still going to win out here no matter what. Yeah. who Joe, who do you have picked in this game? I actually had the Vikings. I, I would have picked the, the Vikings too. You had the Packers, Andrew. Is it yeah. 
What what made you pick the Packers? I'm curious. I just don't like her cousins. I'm sorry. Like I know he's 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 supposed to be changed. He's supposed to be fired up. He's supposed to be turning things <laughs> around. But I just have no faith in Kirk Kirk Cousins, especially when you lose uh, Stephon Diggs. And I know Adam Thielen had a great day. He had six six receptions for. 110 yards, a pair of touchdowns. Dalvin Cook had a pair of touchdowns on the ground as well. But I just – I don't see – like when you when you put Rodgers against Cousins, I'm going to take Rodgers. And, and to me, the dome doesn't make much of a difference when there's no capacity in the damn dome. So, here's what it is. Rodgers has had their number. I think the only time Rodgers has lost to Minnesota over the years is when Brett Favre was fucking with him. But that was about it. So, yeah, that was yeah. Just, it was just me comparing Cousins to – uh rogers is simply down it is so hey that's pretty fair i i can't say that i wouldn't have uh picked the vikings i think that would have been my pick but i mean the packers looked great today uh they put up a uh, 40 points or something like that on them i was a little frustrated right at the beginning of the game when jamal williams started i think he got like the first three carries of the game i i was like geez this is happening again but uh aaron jones did manage to score a touchdown a little later on Devontae Adams was, you know, clear why he was the number one wide receiver in a lot of leagues uh, again. And, uh, you know, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling also had a long touchdown. So, you know, it, who knows? We, it, we in, in a couple of years, we could look back on this offseason and think, you know, the Packers were right for sticking with their current group of skill position players. Uh, I don't know that we will, but, you know, in a one-game sample – looks like they're you know loaded for bear for this season yeah and the thing is like this if if the lions are as bad as they are like we just said and the bears are as bad as they are despite the fact trubisky had one good day i mean it's the packers division to win it's on aaron Rodgers to be like all right i don't really care about the drama i'm gonna do my job and in the day i get a paycheck i'm gonna get i'm gonna try and get another ring he's in the easiest path to get that uh, first round by being in the division that he's in, in my and, opinion. And I still think uh, Packers and Vikings are going to get fat on Lions and Bears. Oh, good, for sure. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Nice. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Arizona, San Francisco. I had Arizona. Really? Uh, I, ha- I had 49ers. I had San Francisco. Yeah. Wow. Arizona only because, man, come on. We, we are all three Clemson guys here. I mean, come on. Come on. You know who I'm going with here. That was a major trade that shocked everyone. A major trade that even Madden 19 and 20 would not even let the deal happen in a video game simulator because they thought even it was so atrocious that Andre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins would be traded to the Cardinals from the Texans for as low as he got. He got ripped off uh, for what he's worth. He got targeted 16 times, 14 catches, over 150 yards. And a, and a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. So, shows you that the, the pretty sure he's going to click click pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uh, Hopkins was probably the most uh, uh, exciting player to watch, the most impressive player to watch in this game. I thought uh, Raheem Mostert was actually a pretty close second. Uh, I thought he had a pretty solid game. He had that one long touchdown run. It looked like he was clearly the – top dog in what has been called a running back by committee backfield in San Francisco. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I was pretty surprised that the Cardinals pull out, pulled out the win. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought the 49ers defense was going to be able to bother Kyler Murray a lot more than they did. 
but he seemed he seemed pretty effective despite all that. And you know, maybe it's time we start talking about Cliff's King Cliff Kingsbury in the same sort of like group of offensive genius coaches that are in the NFL right now, along with Kyle Shanahan. And like, I guess you could maybe put Sean McVay in that group too, uh, or could a couple of years ago, Andy Reed. Um, and, uh, you know, those, those kinds of guys, you know, he, he's been very impressive in his couple of years there now. I mean, this is uh, the, go ahead. I say with the weapons that he has now, especially in Deandre, I think you, you could almost win the category. I think the one thing that keeps him from reaching that, pinnacle is that their running game is so wishy-washy right now and, and and to kind of talk about that I mean you look at who their starters are you got um Edmonds and then you got Kenyon Drake uh Drake is is injury prone Edmonds is again he's kind of like Moss where you're saying he's not going to be the guy up front is going to be going down the middle for you but is he going to catch a couple in the backfield and run the shit out of it yeah he's going to do that pretty well he's like your new Darren Spiller before Darren Spiller got all old so that's my opinion there. Uh, next game, the debut of Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform versus 41-year-old Drew Brees. I picked New Orleans. I picked Tampa. Mm. Wow. Okay. Honestly, I was I was wrong. I I I was buying and kind of bullish. I thought Tom Brady and Gronk and and everyone would be uh, rejuvenated on a new team. And um, I don't know. I, I, I thought good things for them this year. But um, after this game, maybe I should uh, reevaluate. I think it's just too early. I think when you're on a brand-new team, brand-new coach, brand-new scheme, yeah, he's got, like, the insane fantasy football selection you would want with, like, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, and you got Gronk, and you got Ford, uh, Fournette and Ronald Jones. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's everyone's wet dream for a quarterback to have, so he can have the whole slut, you know, plethora to throw to. But you know, chemistry takes yeah. time. Kind of talking about Arizona, right? Like, I think give it, give it like another couple games. We're we're, we're all going to get on the bandwagon. But for me, first game, season Drew Brees at the dome with a full healthy roster and Kamara, like like Manny just said, signed. I mean, I just, I just couldn't take I couldn't take the Bucks in that one. Well, I take the Bucks later when they play the Falcons and when they play at home and when they play the Panthers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think they still have time. And, uh, again, I think they'll get fed on uh, Carolina and Atlanta. And um, I'll, be, I'll be interested in uh, the next matchup, uh, Breeze, Brady. Um, but then, again, who, who knows with injuries if they'll even be starting by that time. But um, Yeah, I'm glad right now for the fact I didn't pick up Fournette in fantasy because Fournette had five carries, five yards, zero touchdowns. He had one catch for 14 yards. That's about it. Yeah, uh, I agree with you guys that it is going to be a time thing. You know, uh, there were a couple promising things. I mean, it seemed like the connection between Tom and Chris Godwin was there. Uh, O.J. Howard arguably looked like the better target at tight end over Rob Gronkowski. I think Gronk only had a few catches, and uh, O.J. caught that touchdown and seemed to be getting targeted more frequently. But then, you, you know, you also look like I don't think Mike Evans had very few, if any, catches. Uh, last year, I think the Buccaneers were like the, mo- the most highly penalized team in the league. And they had a few pretty crucial penalties today, too. Like those uh, mistakes, uh, you know, so going from Jameis to Tom Brady, obviously you're going to cut down on your turnovers a lot, which I think they also led the league in last year. But yeah. you're not going to immediately eliminate all those penalties from every other 
position on the field. You know, that's going to take a little more time that they haven't really had. Yeah. Oh, that special teams play, too, showed it, too, that they're just undisciplined because after the Saints went up 27-17, the kickoff immediately, you had two people. By the way, the, there was a pass, going back to the penalty, there was, a, there was a pass interference or a push-up. I can't remember exactly what the penalty was, but there was a penalty on the box. So New Orleans got to kick it from the 50-yard line. Oh, no, it was – yeah. And after they kicked it, the ball was clearly going to hit to the sideline. And in the NFL, if you let the ball go on the side on a kickoff, that's an automatic position on the 40-yard line. But not one, but two bucks went to go chase after the ball, bumped into each other, and then Benny Fowler from the Saints just scooped it up untouched and got positioned to get another touchdown to make it 34-17, ending the game in 34-23. So, you know, yeah. like I said, Bucks, Bucks got the weapons, but do they have the discipline? Uh, hopefully they'll get shit going. Hopefully Brady being in the locker room will change that around rather than the James Winston presence. We'll see because uh, the sure as all hell didn't you know bring him out from that and didn't bring Gronk out from retirement just to lose. So we'll see. Speak, speaking of Gronk, what are you guys thinking going forward? I have him as, in my dynasty league, and I have him and uh, uh, Austin Hooper at tight end. Thinking I'm set, uh, a little bit worried on, on both of them. I put him. Go ahead. If he puts together two or three good games, you got to flip them immediately. For sure. In my yeah. opinion, if you can get uh, a second him. round pick for him or, or, or something to look like a player so you, uh, for so, him, I would, I would, I would trade him as soon as he has a couple good games. Yeah. Especially uh, if, if you have like a Patriots fan in your league, that'll hopefully, do hopefully none of uh, my league mates are listening to this. Um, <laughs> to intense, I might yes. be shopping, <laughs> might be shopping Gronk here soon. Yeah, I do. I own them in a couple of dynasty leagues. You know, my, my, one of the things that was consistent for me over a few different startups this year was uh, waiting on tight ends. Uh, I ended up with Jared Cook as a starter in one league. I ended up with uh, Mike Gesicki in another league. Uh, and I came out a lot stronger at other positions for it. I think if you're not coming away with George Kittle or, uh, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, maybe you got to wait on tight ends. I uh, did wait on tight end in my PPR league, and I got Mark Andrews, and he got two touchdowns for me today. Mark Andrews is a very big, uh, tar- family friendly target for Lamar Jackson, so I'm pretty happy there. My other league with Joe also proved the point that I fucked up because I waited too long, and I was like, Oh, Rob Gronkowski is going to be my secret weapon. You wait, him and Brady are going to match up, and I got, let's see, uh, nothing from him. So, uh, last game on this playoff projector before we go into the season's uh, prediction, I got the Cowboys over the Rams at L.A. Joe, who you got? Uh, I picked the Rams. All right, you're looking good right now because they're about to go into uh, halftime and it's seven thirteen. Ooh, but there's some injuries on the field. But Dallas is in the red zone. We'll see what happens there. Uh, man, you said earlier that you feel like Dallas is going to be a, a better team, not only because they play in the shitty NFC East, but I mean, it's just their time. seems like, right? Yeah. I like Dallas this year. Uh, I think they've done as a giants uh, fan. That's got to hurt. I mean, uh, I, I definitely like them over the Rams in this game. Uh, I, I just think the Rams, again, they're kind of in the similar position, like the Eagles, the farther away they get from that Super Bowl appearance, the more it looks like it was a fluke and the uh, you know, the Cowboys are making the right moves. I think keeping the right players and adding some key vets, they added some real uh, talent on their front seven. 
uh, this year. Their offensive line isn't quite as strong as it's been in the last few years. But when you have, you know, a great running back and three really great wide receivers, it you know, you can afford to play it a little quicker, a little more West Coast concepts on your offense to you, take some of the pressure off. You may have line. just unlocked a curse that I just now thought of that if the Rams lose today, if the Rams are not good this season, and Sean McVay comes out to be a mediocre coach rather than a offensive genius he had thought to be in three years ago, you think about this, the Rams, the Falcons, and the Eagles are all teams we said have gone backwards. They're the last three teams the Patriots have beaten in the Super Bowl. <laughs> there is a curse here being unlocked that we just found out, gentlemen, and I, this is why you're on the show. So, again, I got Dallas – uh joe you got la if if i don't win any more predictions i will be at nine of 16 that's a 52 and a half percentage i believe joe or 56 percent joe how are you looking uh i didn't count but i know let's see i'm gonna ramble for a little bit while you get that math going on okay. how many wins you got so with that being said with the picks that i did from one through 17 i haven't done the playoffs yet so maybe Next episode, so I don't take too much of your guys' time on a Sunday night, we'll go and uh, talk about that. But right now, I got the number one seed in the AFC as the Chiefs, 14-2. and two. Then I got the Ravens, 14-2. and two. The Bills, 13-3. and three. The Cowboys just scored. Dak just ran a touchdown in. Uh, Tennessee at 4, 11-4. Uh, or this should be 11-5, really. And I got... No, I said they were going to win tomorrow. So that would be 12 and four because the prediction is not coming yet. Uh, I got the Pats apparently at 12 and four. And then Joe's team's going to let me down. Sure. I put the Browns at 11 and five. That, wow. yeah. Man, is your reaction is exactly right. I fucked up there. I know. <laughs> NFC, I'm still stalling while Joe gets his numbers. NFC, I got the Seahawks, the number one seed at 13 and three. I got the Bucks at 13 and 3. So again, they lost today. They look rough. Eventually, I think they're going to get the, the the timing right and all that. 12 and 4 for the number 3 seed Packers. I got Dallas at 10 and 6. I got the Saints at 12 and 4, and I got the Cardinals at 10 and 6. Uh possible wild cards for each division. I got Houston 11 and 5, and I got the Panthers at 9 and 7 sneaking in if they can make it. So Okay. I'm at seven and six right now, and I yeah. got the Rams over Dallas, and I got um, Steelers over Giants, and um, Titans over Broncos. All right, cool. So we're we're uh, we're uh, we're looking pretty good on my end, and we're here. Team Van looking over good on Johnson. That stakes looking pretty good down the road. Um, <laughs> on the flip side, I just gave you my top six and seven. I got the and I this 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 is where I've come in wrong. I had the Chargers going in at zero and sixteen. Unknowingly, I did not know I had picked zero teams of the Chargers winning, but they came out and they won their first game at Cincinnati, sixteen thirteen. So wow. I went wrong there. I got the Colts at two and thirteen. The Dolphins two and thirteen. The Broncos three and thirteen. The Jags I had four and twelve. The Bengals six and ten. Jets six and ten. The Raiders seven and nine. And the Steelers missing the playoffs despite being 10-6. and six. That is my AFC there. Uh, NFC going backwards. 
I had the Washington football team on like just shaking me here, and they're going two and four. However, they win one game today. Chicago Bears winning one game today, being three and thirteen. Then I got the Lions being four and ten, the Vikings being five and eleven, the Rams five and ten, Falcons seven and nine, the 49ers going seven and nine in the 10th seed, the Giants seven and nine, and the Eagles missing the playoffs being eight and eight. Wow. Okay. A uh, couple things that jumped out at me from Andrew's prediction. One, I, I totally agree with you on the Seahawks being the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, you said Bills at 13 and three. I thought that was a little generous, but I, I do see them with an outside chance at winning the AFC East. Um, and then I think the Colts, I think at two and 14, I think that's a little low for them. Uh, I think, I think they're closer to a 500 team. Um, you know, if they can really get some chemistry with Phillip Rivers, I know today looked bad, but if they can get that chemistry with Phillip Rivers going, I think they have an outside chance at the playoffs. But uh, 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 who knows? I think they're closer to a 500 team, really. Um, Joe, who, who do you got in the playoffs in your uh, prediction there? Um, so AFC, I got Ravens win the North, um, mm. and I got second seed Bills at thirteen and three. Oh. Ravens thirteen and three. I got um, uh, oh no, I got Chiefs at fourteen and two. Ravens thirteen and three. Bills thirteen and three. I got um, Titans at ten and six, uh, and then I got uh, Patriots at ten and six, and Colts at ten and six. And then my Browns sneaking in at eight and eight, <laughs> eight and eight. Wow! So we both had the Browns in the playoffs are way different as far as you sneaking in at eight and eight. Uh, I had a not gonna five. lie, I did it, and then I was like, wait, how can I get the Browns in here? And so I, I just, <laughs> just changed, just maybe two or three games. <laughs> well, I was like, what's realistic here? And I was like, Browns are eight and eight. That's what I'm saying. And so I also have the Jags eight and eight, uh, Broncos eight and eight, Chargers eight and eight. But the Browns somehow win the wild card, or the uh, uh, tiebreaker, which they have to play the Jags, I believe. So I have them beating the Jags. Um, and then for bad teams, I got the Jets at two and fourteen, Dolphins four and twelve, um, and then everyone else is kind of meager. Bengals two and fourteen, Raiders six and ten. Yeah, I think that I think eight and eight is pretty generous for the Jaguars this year. Uh, I, but you, you said you're pretty in on Minshew, yeah. I mean Minshew mania. In fact, I had Jaguars worse, and I was like, you know, no, Jaguars are gonna Minshew's gonna beef them up. They're gonna be great, eight and eight. So get so ready. Who do you have? You said, uh, are they are they uh, AFC South champions? Then no. Who did you have? Texans. Uh, I got Titans. Titans. And oh, Colts. Titans. Tied. Yeah. Tied. Ten and six. But for okay. it has uh, Titans over Colts. For- and Andrew, Andrew, you're ragging on Joe for having the Browns at eight and eight. You had them at eleven and five in years. I know didn't you? that's gonna be my downfall. This whole thing when I realized, <laughs> and I and I could have changed it. I could have been like, oh, that was really dumb. But you know what? My with my gut instinct, I'm gonna stick with it. I, I've I've won nine games so far. Predicting, I'm gonna stick with the Browns. I you ah uh, this this sounds really weird saying it but Steven Stefanski was hired for a reason he's gonna tap into Baker he's unless he trades OBJ for some atrocious ass uh pick I mean this has to be the year this has to be the year otherwise Baker is now uh we'll, we'll learn a lot Thursday yeah 
What's, sure. what's uh, Johnny Manziel 2.0 is Baker Mayfield. So we'll see. <laughs> what is your NF- NFC picks? NFC, yeah. Okay, so I got um, Packers winning the North, 11-5. and five. Um, I got the Bucks win the South, 13-3. and three. I got the Cowboys win the East at 12-14. and 14. And I got the Seahawks win the West at 10-6. and six. And I got the Wild Cards as the uh, Saints at 12-4. and four. Eagles at twelve and four, and the Vikings at nine and seven. Okay, so our first like four or five top tier of each division is pretty much the same, or pretty much the conference, pretty much the same. It's just right at the wild card bubbles we differ. Yeah, um, and and it's kind of you're either good or bad in the in the west in the um NFC. You didn't have any teams going two and fourteen ah. or zero and change. Well, I got Panthers three and thirteen, Falcons three and thirteen, Giants four and twelve. Sorry, Menace. It's okay. uh, Washington three and thirteen, Rams five and eleven. If the Falcons go three and thirteen, Dan Quinn is out. There's no way they keep Dan Quinn after like, I think this is year five or six. I mean, he's already done enough. And he, he should have been out last year. I think they I think they have the talent to be a lot better than they are the Falcons, but the I just don't think the coaching is there. I mean the defense is not great, but on offense there's no reason this team shouldn't be putting up like a good number of points every game. But I, I don't think the coaching's there. And also got the Lions, uh 49ers and Cardinals just missing at nine and seven. Hmm. Interesting. I do really like having the extra team in the playoffs this year because is, it allows my Browns to sneak in and my fake uh, predictions at seven. <laughs> um, but but I actually ran the numbers, and it's it's really hard to miss the playoffs if you're 10-6. and six. That yeah. is the difference of being a Browns backer and a Cowboys fan. Cowboys fan think, oh, we hired Mike McCarthy. We're going to fucking win the Super Bowl and make all those memes and all those fake pictures of him holding the trophy. And – Joe Johnson, you heard him here say it tonight several times. I snuck him in at eight and eight. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most humble thing a Browns backer is, and that's what I love about. That's the other thing with that added playoff seed. There will be more eight and eight teams now. Did you guys? uh, Did you guys both have the 49ers missing the playoffs? Yeah, I have them a seven and nine seed. Yeah, I got them a nine and seven. Just missed them over the Vikings. Somehow had the tiebreaker over them. That's wild. Do you think you'd, they'd be able to get by just on the strength of that defense? But wow, that's, that's I just, crazy. I don't I, think they – but see, here's the thing. Kyle Shanahan is an offensive guy, and they didn't add enough over the offseason to give uh, Garoppolo and the rest, like, more weapons. You know, like, Greg I also Kittle, think, George Kittle is great, but, like, you, you double him, what else do you have? You lost yeah. Cybers. I also Devo's think out for the first three games, too. That's I also think rough. the West is, is, uh, has better teams, whereas, like – in the north, you have the Lions and Bears. In the south, you got the Panthers, Falcons. East, you got Giants, Washington. And I think Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks can all beat up on each other. You got, and you guys both had the uh, – did you guys both have the Rams in the playoffs too? No, I got Rams at 5 and 10. No, I got okay, 5 yeah. and 11. All right, okay. That's pretty fair then. I think, uh, I think that's pretty oh, fair. Oh, mine's just 5 and 10, but it would actually, it would actually be uh, 5. No, mine would be 5 and 11 as well because if they lose against the – Cowboys, who, who I think I picked for tonight's game. Yeah, I did. So, yeah, it's a it's gonna be a fun season, Joe. It's gonna be. Are we gonna Are we gonna roll through uh, who we got winning Super Bowl and Walker games or? Uh, you know what? Do we have time, Manis? What's your What's your time looking like? I got time. I'm not doing anything. 
Uh, I need to go back to my thing here. Go back to that week. Because you already got your setup, right, Joe? You already like did yeah, your whole I, I'm, I'm sure this will be so bad, but it's just I, I did it. <laughs> so, All right. I'll do it live on the spot. So my first round of wild card week, I got the New England Patriots at Tennessee. I want to go with Tennessee. I like Vabral. I like Derrick Henry, and, and I like the just game system they have in general. I think they're going to be smart uh, going against the uncertainty of Cam Newton and the Patriots. Uh, next up, I got Buffalo. I got Cleveland at Buffalo. I got to take Buffalo. Sorry, Joe. Cleveland's uh, Cinderella story ends there. Then I got Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore's the landslide there. After that, in the NFC, got New Orleans at Dallas. Uh, uh, as much as I think Dallas is going to be all right this year, I still think they're going to be a joke uh, as far as the playoffs go. And there's going to be a ton of those memes from NFL memes and false uh, sports center saying, you guys still them boys? And it's making fun of Dak. Plus, <laughs> it, this has got to be Drew Brees' last year. I got to imagine he's tired of losing in the playoffs. He's tired of losing in the first round. So I imagine Drew Brees is going to come in to Jerry Land and take that away. Uh, Arizona at Green Bay. We said earlier that, you know, that, that uh, Aaron Rodgers still has it. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I like Arizona. I like Nuke, but they're playing at Lambeau. That's impossible to play in the wintertime. And then you got Carolina at Tampa Bay. Uh, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but brand new coach, like everyone's saying, I got to go to Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians and um, Tom Brady after that, and that stack full of weapons. Now I have the next round. I got Buffalo at Baltimore. I like Baltimore a lot. There's something to say. You know what? I'm going to say it right now. This is a this is a weird prediction. If Buffalo goes into Baltimore, I'm actually going to take Buffalo. I think Buffalo's defense is the right defense to take down Lamar Jackson, slow him down. Uh, we'll go with that prediction there. Then we got Tennessee going into the Chiefs Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs is a slam dunk. Then we got the Packers at the Bucks. I'm going to go – that's that's a hell of a century matchup there, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. We're going to go with the – we're going to go with Aaron Rodgers, pissed off Aaron Rodgers going into it. Then we have the New Orleans Saints going into the Seattle Seahawks 13th man stadium, 12th man stadium. I'm going to go with Seahawks are coming off a bye, fresh legs and all that. Next week we have – let's see here – Buffalo at Kansas City for the AFC Championship, Chiefs, and then we got the Packers at Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. And then the Super Bowl leaves me with Kansas City against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, You got Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. That's a pretty damn good matchup. That's a hard matchup. It's hard for me not to pick the Chiefs. Because they are stacked. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs against Seattle in what is probably going to be the best Super Bowl of all time if that is the <laughs> Super Bowl there. All right. Uh, I got a lot, of, a lot of the same matchups. It'll be interesting. So I, uh, oh, right, AFC, I like we got uh, Patriots at Titans. I got the Patriots winning. Okay. We got Colts at Ravens. I got the Ravens in that one. 
and we got my Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills, and I got the Bills. (laughs) (laughs) Modest and humble. That is a Browns backer, baby. Yeah, hey, that would be a successful season just making the playoffs. It would feel would, good just to be back in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I, would, sure. I, I wanna, I wanna get blown out in a playoff game this year. That would be uh, a dream. Uh, okay, <laughs> NFC. I got Eagles at Seahawks. I got Seahawks in that one. Saints at Packers. I got Breeze over uh, Rogers. And then we got Vikings at Cowboys, and I got Cowboys. Uh, moving on to next round, we got Ravens at. Bills. I also went with the Bills. We got Patriots at Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Seahawks at Cowboys. Uh, I might regret this one. I went with the Cowboys. Saints at Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers. Wow, that's bold. Yeah, championship game. I got Bills at Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. Cowboys at Buccaneers. Uh, Also regretting this. Going with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl. Chiefs at Buccaneers. I got the Chiefs taking it down with Tom Brady making another Super Bowl. Cool. So you guys both got the uh, the Chiefs winning Chiefs the Super winning. Bowl, repeating this year. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I think and, they're, uh, they're, they're a good team. I got the uh, league season ending by week five due to COVID-19. <laughs> uh, that's my pick for Super Bowl champion this year. I'll tell you what, man, is if you were right – We'll buy you a steak to go and bring it over to you. There you go. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. It's in Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> there you go. Dude, don't joke. Texas Roadhouse, when, when, when COVID was, was still like at its peak and restaurants were not open, they were smart. They sold four steaks, potatoes, sides, salad for like 35 bucks when everything else was closed down. That is fucking genius. They're like, so- hey – Buy this shit off us before it goes bad. Cook it yourself. We'll give you the seedings. Give you the recipe cards. Just take it off our hands for, for like, a manufacturer's price. That's insane. That's a hell of a deal. You get some of those rolls, too. It's a nice little dinner right there. Oh, absolutely. So Yeah. All right. That has been our week one discussion and NFL prediction with False Start with Andrew Van. You have heard the voices of Schmimpkins, Johnson, and Joe Johnson, and Man is Clancy. We're going to revisit this in a couple of weeks on a Tuesday night after we get some Monday night games in. Maybe after week four, we'll re collaborate after we do some uh, old fashioned False Start because False Start is normally also a movie, sports movie, podcast, comedy, riff, debate show, which this week. Manis will be on with his fiance Lindsay Heyman and Ben Burris as we close out the trilogy of The Karate Kid, finally, uh, because Cobra Kai is one of the hottest shows on Netflix right now. We need to capitalize on the hype and also go and watch Karate Kid 3 to see what the hell were they thinking in the 80s. Uh, Joe Johnson, it's always fun having you as well. We're going to do some more shows with you as far as real sports go because I feel like that's just your calling you got a haircut. You're feeling good. You got a parrot. I got I to gotta utilize that. Uh, but, again, <laughs> we're going to get some more episodes in with you guys. This has been False Start. Also, plug for myself and you guys because you guys are on other podcasts with me. We also have the one-star reviews where I review stuff in Greenwood, South Carolina, businesses, restaurants that get bad reviews but are actually good businesses, and we riff. I just had an episode with my kids recently, and I thought that was super fun. We joked around with Big Air Trampoline Park. They had a good time with it, and they said that Karens are mean. So when it comes from kids' mouths, you know it's true. Uh, And then we have the Alchemy Comedy Podcast. We are from Greenville, South Carolina, and our improv company right now 
theater has gone dark, but we are still providing shows, interviews, and uh, and stand up best we can over podcast form. So find False Start with me on Andrew Van on Google Play, on iTunes, Spotify, our Heart Radio, and anything else you're already hearing our voice on now. Subscribe, give us a like. Also, one star reviews in Alchemy Comedy Podcast. This has been us, and more joys for you.